0: Watch podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we will be discussing an article titled Preparing for Summer Heat. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Aaron Labry, who's a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. Thanks for joining me today, Aaron. Of course. Thanks for having me. So, Aaron, the focus of this article is on preparing cattle for summer heat. And as we record this podcast, we're sitting here in the middle part of June, and we look at the long-range forecast as we look out to later June and early July, it's for above normal temperatures. This is going to present some challenges for cattle on feed, especially those towards the end of their feeding period, as well as other cattle in the dry lot. What are some things that producers can do to help reduce some of the heat stress that cattle may experience as we move on through the later part of June and on through the rest of this summer?
1: Certainly, so like you said, Aaron, we're already starting to experience some higher temperatures Fortunately, we've had winds here lately, and that's helped a lot, Um, but when we get that combination of hot temperatures, high humidity, and lack of air movement, this can really cause severe cases of heat stress for cattle, and so some things to consider to help reduce heat stress on cattle include, and I like to say this one may be common sense, uh, but It's very important to provide plenty of fresh water for cattle because when those temperatures get above 80 degrees, cattle require nearly twice as much water to where they're drinking up to 30 gallons of water per day. So checking water flow rates and putting out extra waters if needed can really help. Sprinklers with a large droplet size can be effective in cooling cattle in the pen surfaces when the conditions are dry. But if the humidity and moisture levels are already high, uh, using sprinklers will make the problem even worse, and so we've got to be cautious of this. And so also removing excess manure is critical because when manure builds up, then it holds moisture and increases those humidity levels as well. Bedding pens is another option to help lower the temperature of the pen surface. And providing shade can help reduce the heat load on cattle up to 20 degrees. But again, making sure there's adequate space per animal is important when using shade structures. Uh, because if we're overcrowding animals, then we'll really have very little production benefit. For cattle that need to be worked or transported, we really want to handle those early in the morning, ideally between midnight and 8 a.m., and definitely not any time after 10 a.m. You can also consider reducing the amount of feed delivered in the morning to help lower the heat load on cattle starting the morning before a heat event occurs. And then we also want to keep in mind ways we can improve airflow through the pens so if we have the option to place those cattle in pens with fewer windbreaks in the summer, um, that would be ideal.
0: So Erin, in the article, you mentioned some resources that can help producers look forward and potentially see heat stress events coming. Share a little more about those resources and, and where they can be found.
1: Yes, yeah, so as you monitor the weather for potential heat events, you want to keep an eye out for predicted temperatures in the high 80s and 90s especially falling a rain and in situations where the wind speed is going to be less than five miles per hour for several days. Uh, because when temperatures remain above 70 degrees during the night, cattle are really unable to recover before the next episode of heat exposure. And so the temperature humidity index charts are a really good tool. The U.S. Meat Animal Research Center website has a cattle heat stress forecast. They put out weekly forecasts, and they also have an app that's available as well. And then the Nebraska Mesonet website has real-time maps and calculates the cattle comfort index. And so these can all be helpful in determining when cattle are at risk for heat stress.
0: Erin, you also mentioned in the article some resources at the beef.unl.edu website that can help people with this as well. I'll share a little more about those.
1: Yes, yeah, so Dr. Terry Mater did a, uh, an informational webinar on heat stress mitigation. And that is titled Heat Stress Mitigation and Feedback Cattle. Um, And then we also feedlot heat stress information and management guide.
0: Anything else you'd like to highlight on this topic, Erin, as we wrap this up?
1: No, I just emphasize the importance of of being proactive rather than reactive when it comes to heat stress management, just to help avoid any train wreck.
0: Thanks again for joining me today, Erin.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: For more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Wash podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. Again, at the website, you can find some of the Resources that Aaron mentioned, as well as links to those different websites.